Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Have you ever wondered why we call French fries French fries or why something is the greatest thing since sliced bread? There are answers to those questions. Everything Everywhere Daily is a podcast for curious people who want to learn more about the world around them. Every day, you'll learn something new about things you never knew you didn't know. Subjects include history, science, geography, mathematics, and culture. If you're a curious person and want to learn more about the world you live in, just subscribe to Everything Everywhere Daily wherever you cast your pod. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cup of murder. Sometimes genius is snuffed out before reaching its true potential. On March 7th, 1983, a young, brilliant man was killed in a crime that, for the most part, became lost in a sea of tragic stories. And with the end of his life came the end of a musical career that, even in its short time, inspired the lives of so many. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Claude Vivier, born April 14, 1948 in Montreal, Canada, spent most of his early years growing up alongside the nuns of a Catholic orphanage until his adoption at the age of three by a poor French-Canadian couple. From the age of 13, Claude attended religious boarding schools that prepared young boys for the priesthood. But those dreams of taking his holy orders were soon quashed when, in 1966, at the age of 18, he was asked to leave the seminary for, quote, lack of maturity. Though I am sure the fact that he was openly gay was also a cause for his removal. It was around this time that, inspired by the songs of Midnight Mass and the questions about his birth parents, Claude Vivier started to compose some of his earliest works, and in 1972, secured a government grant to study music abroad. While studying under Karl Heinz Stockhausen in Cologne, the man recalled Claude's impish irreverent behavior and the fact that, despite its pungent smell, the student was known for always wearing a sheepskin jacket and refusing to take it off despite the objections. He was an odd man, but with those oddities came a brilliance in creating music that no one could ignore. Claude lived a life where he pined for new experience, absorbed everything he could, and produced a sound so original that many called him a genius. 
After dabbling with the European avant-garde music scene, Claude made his way to Bali, Iran, and Japan, where he studied more ritualistic sounds and created a solo piano masterpiece, Shiraz, which tells the story of two blind musicians traveling through the ancient streets of an Iranian city. Referred to as the musical Marco Polo, Claude traveled far and wide to create his sound, a sound unique only to him. And as it turns out, Claude himself was just as unique as the music he created. Never making his sexuality a secret, Claude purchased an apartment in Montreal situated right between the public park and swimming pool, two of the city's most notorious cruising areas, and in 1981 appeared in an avant-garde erotic film where he was seen throwing himself into the pool and performing, quote, mystic chants in the showers. He was loud, theatrical, and notoriously disheveled the perfect oddball picture of a creative genius. By 1980, Claude had finished and premiered his opera, Copernicus, and in 1982, moved to Paris for a new chapter in his already thrilling life. A move that, instead of bringing new facets of beauty, music, and life, brought with it a sudden and senseless death that would end his triumphant career. On March 7, 1983, 35-year-old composer Claude Vivier was stabbed to death inside of his Paris apartment by a teenage Truki, a name given to someone who accepts sexual advances in order to gain access to their property. Claude had met this young man, referred to as a sex worker in some sources, at a local bar. And when he came up to his apartment to continue their evening together, the men got into an altercation that cost Claude his life. When his dismembered body was found on March 12th, Claude's final manuscript was still sitting, incomplete, on his work table. It was titled, Do You Believe in the Immortality of the Soul? and contained a dramatic monologue in which Claude describes a journey on the metro where he meets and falls in love with a young stranger. Then, just before the music abruptly stops, the following line is said in what can only be described as a cruel sense of irony. Then he removed a dagger from his jacket and stabbed me through the heart. His young killer was eventually arrested, convicted, imprisoned, and released. In the aftermath of his brutal murder, the music of Claude Vivier endures and he remains one of Canada's best-known composers. Copernicus was eventually staged in London in 1985 and has been revived a time or two since then. And his other works, though rarely heard in concert halls, remain a favorite amongst scholars. Works that, because their composer was lost far too soon, remain difficult to interpret. A man whose music remains a beautiful enigma. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to what terrible thing happened on March 8th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.